MoneyWeb now on The Money. Also available on podcast. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm Jenny Zon Mayer, Head of Agricultural Commodities at Nedbank Corporate and Investment Banking. Zon, appreciate the time today. COP28 is ongoing. For farmers in South Africa and even more widely into the African continent, climate change is a real challenge and in some cases a real threat for them. Simon, yes, thank you for having me. You're 100% correct. And I think it's become more prevalent in the last five to ten years in terms of farmers facing these quite unnatural phenomenon like strong winds. We've got hail in areas which were never hail prone. I don't need to tell you about the recent floods in the Western mm. Cape. And then, of course, the droughts that we've been experiencing recently and another one in terms of El Nino coming up. So I think there's two things that we need to address here is the challenges for South African farmers, which I think are infinitely more, let's call it equipped, to actually face these challenges in terms of access to finance and I think access to technology and imagery and new insurance products that actually forces them or not forces them but allows them to mitigate some of the risk. And then secondly, our small-scale farmers up on the African continent who unfortunately does not in most cases have access to these sophisticated tools and finance to assist them and actually overcome these challenges. So there's challenges in terms of food security on the African continent but it's distinctly linked to the fact that climate change is having a severe impact on the sustainability of these production mechanisms. Yeah, you mentioned the weather and it has just been, it seems every year it just gets a little bit crazier. You've got some strategies that can help farmers, for example, insurance. And I appreciate that that's perhaps more of a big scale farmer solution than usual, but it's something which perhaps becomes more prevalent and maybe needs to be more specific around climate change. No, 100%. And I think what we've moved towards in recent years, especially on on African agriculture, where small-scale farmers are, as you would appreciate, very difficult to insure, purely by nature of the fact Mm. that they produce on a hectare or less. They don't own the land. It's very difficult to actually go and assess the cost of placing insurance in markets like that. It's just prohibitive. So I think from our side and from insurers who think a bit differently about the risks in Africa – Index-based insurance are becoming something that is very exciting for us as banks. It doesn't specifically relate to a per-farmer exposure or a per-farmer risk. It actually relates to an area. And those insurance policies actually respond to something like below average rainfall, above average temperatures for a prolonged period of time. And then those policies would pay out. From a South African perspective, what we have seen is that insurance against natural disasters such as hail has become prohibitively expensive, even in areas, as I previously mentioned, where insurance against hail was actually a non-event because it was never a hail-prone area. I'm thinking specifically of the Longkloof, which recently had massive hailstorms, devastating orchards in that area. Insurance premiums are just too expensive for these farmers. It's become something that's a bit of a luxury. And you mentioned about techniques. Farmers have gone to banks like us to look for financing for huge capital expenditure related to shade netting and, and other tools that would equip them against these natural disasters. Now, we're obviously quite keen as a bank to protect our farmers against these type of calamities. And hence, we've actually developed specific products to allow our farmers to get access to finance for insurance that can cost anything from 180 to 250,000 rand a hectare. Massive capital expenditure, but worse than in the long run, not only because of climate change, but also because of the fact that farmers save huge amounts of water. We know that water is an issue in South Africa and agriculture is the largest user of water. It pushes banks to think a bit differently about these types of things. And that is perhaps the best way to respond to it, which is, you know, climate change is change. And we need to, as farmers, yourselves, as bankers, we need to come with different approaches to solve the problem. 
I mean, that's right. But there's also an onus on our farmers to think differently about climate change and the impact that they can have on the environment. And we talk about things like conservation and regenerative agriculture. And what we have seen is large commercial farmers are taking up these practices. It's not only about soil con- moisture conservation. It's about mulching in the soil. It's about minimum till practices. These things cost money and it takes time. And it actually takes a bit of guts for farmers to move away from conventional agriculture in terms of plowing the soil and just putting more and more fertilizer on the soil year on year to actually increase or even in some cases just maintain the yield. I think it works both ways. And farmers will realize that they have a responsibility in terms of carbon sink, making sure that their soil is not just dirt, but actually soil. We work with those farmers to make sure it's a partnership. So it's it's not only banks and financing. Farmers have a great role to play in terms of conservation agriculture, making sure that continent is food secure. That's a good point. I mean, farming is not what it was in our grandparents' generation. It has become modernized. And you mentioned technology. I imagine there's a a fairly good role that technology can play in, in this space as well. And we know the problems we face in South Africa in terms of energy. You know, we, we talk about our irrigation farmers, the technology in terms of variable drive pivots, uh, irrigation systems, things like soil moisture probes, electronic ignition of irrigation systems and programs to allow the right type of quantity of water on the soil at the right time of day, obviously preempting rainfall and, and things like that. It's become critical for farmers to adopt that technology because, as you rightly said, things that our previous generations did is not necessarily the right thing or today, and, and we can do better by using technology that's available to the farming system. What are some of the other strategies? I mean, we've touched on some of them, but you must have other strategies up your sleeve which are just beyond the realm of a non-farmer like me conceiving. I think important, and if one looks at a strategy in terms of African agriculture, I mentioned to you the difficulty of ensuring these farmers, and, and there are literally millions of them. You know, uh, GDP on the African continent is more than 30% related to agriculture, and 60 wow. to 70% of the workforce on the African continent is related directly or indirectly to agriculture. It is incredibly difficult for a commercial bank like NetBank and all the other commercial banks on the continent to individually finance these farmers, especially if one looks at the, let's call it traditional way of funding production finance. You look at the value of the land, you place a mortgage bond on it, and you use that collateral as security for the loan. That cannot happen north of the Limpopo River. Those farmers generally don't own the land. It actually pushes financiers like us to think differently about this. And one of the models that we've adopted is wholesale finance into aggregators or supplies of technology inputs and then also markets to these farmers. And there, you know, the names like ETG and then there's some of the larger aggregators on the African continent comes to mind. And some of these entities actually touches the lives of literally millions of small-scale farmers by doing two things, actually three. They're providing them with inputs such as fertilizer, seed, insecticides, and herbicides. The second thing is they provide them with technical knowledge in terms of aspects such as conservation agriculture, planting the right type of crop in the right type of soil at the right time and applying the right type of chemicals and fertilizer. And then the third thing is applying them a market. It is crucial for these farmers to have an offtake to actually physically generate income. And these guys do it extremely well. And it's a two-way tool that provides the farmers a sustainable livelihood and it also supplies our client trade for stock in terms of his business so these guys would either secondary process the commodities on the continent or export it to markets offshore but it all aids in terms of food security on the continent it is and ultimately we kind of forget that farmers are about food security and at that point they really are at the top of the pyramid we leave it there zan mayer head of agriculture commodities nedbank corporate investment banking appreciate the time the show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.